All right. All right. The audio should be working now. All of a sudden. Hold on. Maybe this is too hot. This might be too hot. Let me go ahead and lower that down. Um, all right. Because you're a mudblood zombie bomb. How fucking dare you? Oh, there you go. You got me cussing. You got me. Swear. I'm trying to do this thing where I don't swear at all. Audio is working. Thank you, AC. Yeah, we're back. Everything should be working. Everything was working literally like a second ago, and then it just like stopped. Um, it might have, it might have clipped somewhere. Something's has to be. Uh, something's got to be updated. Joe Cal, don't you dare laugh. I don't want to hear you laughing. I don't know. Every time you laugh, it just makes me nervous. Uh, hold up. What am I doing here? Oh yeah, we gotta go live on uh, Facebook. Oh shit. Hold up. God damn it. I'm cussing. Uh, stream show seventy four. Hey, uh, I think we're this is a 74 show. Okay, so let me just do my spiel really quick, and then we just got to dive into the stories. We got no time to wait uh, for people. Yeah, dude, we're live all over the internet, Facebook, YouTube, Rumble, uh, Twitch.tv, Trovo D Live. And for those who want an audio-only experience, we are live. Uh, well, not live, but you can find the podcast over at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Thanks to our partnership with Spotify. And if you want to support the show, you can go ahead and donate to me directly. Uh, link in the description with Cash App. It's awesome if you're willing to do that. Uh, you can support me on uh, Subscribestar and, of course, Locals. I bet your trans friends love that chocolate cannoli though oh yeah they love my little cannoli they're like hey giovanni bring over that little cannoli hey my pronouns are they them what are you gonna do uh his stage name is ella minnow annie and he does an eggplant rofflecopter with his puppets lined up behind him it's a hard knock like okay well we gotta get into the shit we gotta get into the stories you guys uh there's quite a bit going on we're gonna be talking about um uh, hunter avalon uh we're gonna be talking about <laughs> Uh, Destiny getting cucked supremely. Uh, there's some other stuff going on, nothing too important. But yeah, the the cucking and the uh, the shootout. Uh, one of my one of my enemies, uh, Hunter Avalon, was shot at for being a coward. We're gonna get into it. And Destiny uh, getting cucked. Well, I mean it's routine at this point. But he swore up and down that his relationship, his open relationship, was super duper healthy. And I'm of the opinion that it's not. We'll uh, we'll look into it. All right. Anyways. So I've been the, the first bit of stories. Hope everybody's doing well. It's December of 2023. We're about to go into 2024. It's going to be primary season. And uh, yeah, uh, Christmas is right around the corner. But I'm over here thinking about the, the primaries. It's like literally like 35-ish days away. Uh, so New Hampshire governor who was just recently hanging out with uh, Ron DeSantis, uh, Governor Chris Sununu, Supreme Cuck, uh, he's going to endorse Nikki Haley for president in 2024. Uh, he, dude, literally like two weeks ago, this guy was hanging out with Ron DeSantis and uh, he just quickly threw him and his uh, uh, very uh, high, his high heels under the bus. Very, very funny to see. Uh, Nikki Haley sucks. Anyways, moving on. Uh, yeah, so Ron DeSantis has devolved into turning into a, a, a typical politician. Uh, let's see, Ron DeSantis writes on Twitter, this is the official Ron DeSantis handle, Trump denigrates military service by claiming it is braver that he debated Hillary Clinton than what soldiers endure on the battlefield. Well, if that were true, if that were to have been said, let's just put it, let's put something into, into perspective. The majority of service members will never see combat or any sort of violence whatsoever. Well, uh, that is until World War III breaks out. However... Many of Hillary Clinton's associates, many of her friends, many of her colleagues have committed uh, ending of themselves 
uh, under suspicious means, uh, perhaps it is braver to go head to head with Hillary Clinton. Anyways, debating isn't brave. It's the bare minimum any any candidate should do. Blah blah blah. Who cares? Uh, by the way, this is false. This is fake. Uh, Trump claims. Yeah, even uh, you know, Kaylee. I don't know who this is. This crazy woman. Uh, Trump claims in debating Hillary after saying "gram" by the kitty emoji was braver than soldiers fighting in war. Uh, I argue that it could be. All right. Anyways, uh, breaking. Uh, this is actually uh, big news out of Arizona. Abe Hamaday, who, in my opinion, ended up winning the AG race in 2022. Thank you, Mr. President. I can't wait to fight alongside you to restore the America we love. President Donald Trump endorses Abe Hamaday for Congress. Uh, Blake Masters is also running for the seat. Um, unfortunately, I, I love Blake Masters. I think he would have been like one of the smartest guys in the Senate. However, uh, he gave up the fight. He didn't want to fight uh, the corruption with the elections. He didn't want to fight the the bullshit rigging. And uh, yeah, Abe Hamaday never gave up. And he, because of his efforts, we now know more than ever before. And more and more people every day are being convinced that things are just gravely wrong with the way that we do elections here. Uh, Abe Hamaday is probably the right choice. However, I really do like Blake Masters. So this is really upsetting to see. And also a good thing. Abe Hamaday is a fighter, much like Carrie Lake is a fighter. Uh, much like J.D. Vance, who, you know, he talked a lot of shit about Trump, but then he came around, he sucked it up, and he was one of the first senators to endorse him. Now I'm very, very uh, warmed up to him. Uh, President Trump writes, Abe Hamaday is a veteran, a former prosecutor, and fearless fighter for our elections. Yes, that is why he was given the glowing endorsement from the president, from the orange Cheeto himself. He will be a true warrior in Congress and always put America first. As everyone knows, Abe fought for our country overseas and knows that the American people are demanding the kind of bold leadership that ushered in peace and prosperity just three years ago. Here, here. All right, I don't think we need to, let's see, look more into this. Hold on, what the hell is this enable battery mode bullshit on my mini display? Oh, uh, never mind. Hold up. Uh, okay, got it. All right, it should be fine. All right, anyways, uh, let me read some of these comments. Uh, let's see. Uh, none of this is getting through Annie's thick monkey skull. Nine bingy tree. Thank you for that. Uh, let's see. Coasted Italian fishwives were filling their. I can't read this zombie bomb. I feel like I'm I'm walking into a trap. Like this is gonna be something racist, and I'm not trying to get banned. I'm I'm already you know hanging on by a thread. Air July's people ended up reporting my channel and getting all these fucking strikes on it because uh, they're thin skinned cowards. And they can't handle criticism of their uh, shitty comic book. Anyways, uh, let's continue. We got to move on. I'm trying to get through this quickly because I am running on fumes. Uh, let's see. Uh, do I really want to go through all this? No. Uh, basically, James Wood says, let's not focus on, you know, stupid things like Ron DeSantis holding his hands uh, or resting his hands on his hips. Uh, kind of girly. Yeah. So Dr. Daryl Scott writes, I don't care what anybody says. Real alpha men do not stand with their hand on their hip especially with their hand open like this. Yeah, I see this, these kind of posts uh, on both sides, and it's really petty and stupid, and I care very little for it. Uh, James Woods is correct to not waste any time on uh, jackass posts like this. All right, moving on. All right, so this is actually kind of a big deal. This is something to actually criticize uh, the governor of Florida for. So Casey DeSantis, which is Ron DeSantis' wife, just called on mothers and grandmothers from across the country to participate in the Iowa caucus in January. That you don't have to be a resident of Iowa to be able to participate in the caucus. Oh, wow. Fun fact. This is illegal. You must be an Iowa resident. Well, let's hear it 
from her mouth. Across yeah. the nation, we're asking all of these moms and grandmoms to come from wherever it might be, North Carolina, South Carolina, and to descend upon the state of Iowa to be a part of the caucus because you do not have to be a resident of Iowa to be able to participate in the caucus. So right. moms and grandmoms are going to be able to come right. and be a part and let their voice be heard in support of Ron. Yeah, that's uh, that's illegal. <laughs> that's not how caucuses work. Um, this is wrong. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah, so for those who don't, who've never done a caucus before, it's almost like voting on election day. You have to be registered to vote. You have to vote or caucus within your little precinct, usually like a room. So like I was a precinct captain uh, back in 2016. And when we were involved in the caucus, we all, you know, went into the room and we all debated on who would be the best candidate to lead the party forward. Uh, that's essentially how the caucuses work. Uh, yeah, you have to be registered. You have to like go to a specific room that's for your specific, uh, what's it called? District. Uh, yeah, this is wrong. Uh, yeah, the, this is, this is something worth, uh, criticizing the DeSantis is for. Um, and they got raked over the coals for it. However, Elon Musk is in the bag for Ron DeSantis and they had the community notes um, basically mocking us, saying that we got it wrong and that she clarified that she meant, you know, a volunteer to help. Well, that's not what she said. The video is uh, as clear as day. All right. Anyways, moving on. Let's see. Uh, Kristen Nunu endorses former UN ambassador. Oh, OK. All right. So this is uh, this is official now. We just went over that already. All right. So New York City Mayor Eric Adams admit D.C. migrant crisis meeting was fruitless. Help is not on its way. Yeah. Um. Uh, I expect this guy to get more uh, criminal charges thrown his way. Everything he does only serves to embarrass the regime. He's like, yeah, we got to cut, you know, police. We got to cut, you know, spending for uh, the education system. Uh, we got to cut funding for uh, services for actual New York residences. And uh, yeah, we're fucked. No one's coming to help us. <laughs> and of course, ever since he started embarrassing the regime, uh, he's been me too. Uh, he's got the FBI up his ass and now he's saying, yeah, the going to DC is worthless and no one's coming to help us. We're on our own. Uh, so it's only going to get worse for mayor, uh, for mayor Eric Adams. Very, very funny. I don't really have much else going on or to report on, uh, pertaining to the illegal alien invasion. Uh, it's, it's so bad. All right. So let's get into the more pop culture -y side of things. Again, I don't really give a shit about the conflict in the Middle East uh, between the, the two groups. Uh, California Coffee Shop fires anti-Semitic employee who blocked Jewish customer from using the bathroom. However, uh, a million miles away, we're feeling the effects of that conflict. People are engaged in anti-Semitism and horrific bigotry. And uh, there's a video right here from the New York Post. Let's go ahead and watch the, the this horrific bullying. All right, let's see what's going on here. Currently, this is a private property. I, I won't be going to the rescue. Yeah. I do need you to leave. I know Israel loves taking private property and saying it's their own, but we got ahead. You're not going to let me You're go into the restroom? Them, so I need you to leave. We have another no, restroom. I want to use this one. You're not. They're not letting me. All you, you want to get is a video of it saying that, and that Zionism is anti all right, so we got fat social justice warriors bullying what appears to be an elderly Jewish lady. She seems very sweet. And uh, they look like they collect Funko Pops. Uh, among the three, they probably have a combined total of like uh, 100. If you agree with it, why are you afraid that they will take a picture of it? Oh, why are you afraid? I'm not afraid of it. Then why are you not letting me in? Because you're, this is what you're Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Free Palestine. Now, please. Free Palestine. It's always. Please leave. Thank you. It's always. Yeah. Great. We love it. God damn, dude. Can these people look any more obnoxious? So three employees at a California coffee shop were seen blocking a Jewish woman from using the, re- the bathroom while making anti-Israel comments in a now viral video are now out of a Java job. <laughs> I see what they did there. Amy and Chris uh, Hilliard, the owners of Farley's East in Oakland, posted on social media Sunday that the employee's behavior seen on the video berating the customer was shocking and unacceptable. And they are now jobless due to their actions. Yeah, and uh, I can't even. And of course, their faces are plastered all over these, uh, all over the, all over these articles. Uh, the, the, this post, this incident went viral. Uh, the the bullying of these peaceful Jewish people is uh, reprehensible, and I'm against it. As a uh, one of Israel's strongest soldiers, I disavow this behavior. 100% disavow. Uh, let's see. For no reason, anti-Semitism is a nonsense word. Okay, well, I have to disavow that. Uh, as somebody who is uh, trying to get unblacklisted from the Hollywood industry, I'm gonna have to disavow that. Uh, that is your non-ape side shining through. We are all proud of you. God damn it, rookie! I can't be reading those things. Fuck. All right. So we gotta continue. Um, yeah, the, this, the incident, the, the crisis in the Middle East, it just right in my backyard. And, uh, yeah, now we have, uh, uh, back to New York, uh, NYU student, Bella Ingber being, um, I'm not going to read this. So let's just watch this short video. I'm going to speed it up just a little bit. Cause it's kind of long. Being a Jew at NYU is walking to class and passing torn and defaced posters of innocent hostages with the words occupier and murderer written across their faces. It is going to Bokes Library to study and being interrupted by unauthorized protests where students and faculty call for a globalized intifada revolution, an incitement to violence against Jews everywhere, and a call for the annihilation of the Jewish state and my friends and family who live there. Being a Jew at NYU is being surrounded by students and faculty who support the murder and kidnapping of Jews because after all, as they say, resistance is justified when people are occupied. It is being surrounded by social justice warriors and self-proclaimed feminists whose calls for justice end abruptly when the rape victims are Jews. Being a Jew at NYU has meant being physically assaulted in NYU's library by a fellow student while I was wearing an American Israeli flag and having my attacker still roam freely throughout the campus. Well, what do they look like? Ever notice how they never want to name them? They never want to say what the what the attackers look like. Uh, I wonder what's going on there. I wonder what that means. Being a Jew at NYU is experiencing how diversity, equity, and inclusion is not a value that NYU extends to its Jewish students. Since October 7th. The unmistakable anti-Semitism that I've experienced on campus is reminiscent of the Jew hatred I've heard about from my grandparents, Holocaust survivors, who experienced firsthand the deafening silence of their neighbors in Poland and Germany when the Nazis first rose to power. As anti-Semitic rhetoric and actions became more and more acceptable, their communities' shops were looted, their synagogues defaced, and finally, their families were taken away and perished in concentration camps. Today, in 2023, at NYU, I hear calls to gas the Jews, and I am told that Hitler was right. Oh, a disavow. To the I disavow that. You are not free to selectively enforce your own rules. You are not free to refuse your Jewish students the same protections that you extend to others. NYU has adopted the International Holocaust Remembrance Association's definition of anti-Semitism, which recognizes that calls to harm Jews in the name of radical ideology, calls to eradicate Israel, to deny the Jewish people their right to self-determination in their ancestral homeland is anti-Semitism that is punishable under NYU's code of conduct. What about the ancestral homeland of the European and their right to self-determination their right to exist, their right to preserve their history and their heritage. Whenever somebody of European heritage, somebody of European ancestry uh, espouses any sort of worldview or thought that would dare to suggest preserving these things, 
they are labeled all sorts of horrific things and they are dehumanized in ways that somebody like Bella Engber has never endured. Um, I know that there's a lot of uh, anti-Jewish hatred out there. I don't know why I put that in quotes. Uh, the hatred is obviously real. There's videos of it. It's not funny. It's really horrible. But, you know, but now we now y'all know how I feel. Now these people know how people like myself feel. You know, where where was this sort of outrage? Where were these press conferences for people like Nicholas Sandman, people like uh, Kyle Rittenhouse? How about all those victims in Germany, in uh, Cologne, Germany, who were attacked by the stunning and brave Middle Easterners who were imported into the country and they were engaged in uh, mass grape events? Uh, no one really seems to give a fuck about them or their history, their heritage, their place in the world, their homeland. But uh, Bella Ingbar is somehow special, more special and deserving of these uh, human rights as opposed to someone like myself. Anyways, there's not much left. Let's continue. I'm a proud Jew and I'm a proud Zionist. I yeah, so people of European heritage can't say that they're proud to be European. Uh, you're not even allowed to say you're proud to be white. You're not even allowed to say it's okay to be white and post flyers uh, on your college campus or anywhere in public because the FBI will get involved and they will hunt you down and embarrass you, get you fired from your job, investigate every aspect of your life, all of your relationships and friendships, and just make your life a living hell. But people like Bella Engbar are afforded every single protection by the regime. I'm the granddaughter of- As opposed to myself who was treated like a second class citizen in my own country. That my family did fight for. And they did uh, serve honorably. Holocaust survivors. Can Bella Engbar and her family claim the same? We are not going anywhere. Anti-Semitism and the support for terror should have no home at NYU or any other college campus. We made the promise of never again, and never again is now. You know, again, like I, I do have sympathies towards people like Bella Engbar because for many years, Bella Engbar appreciated some of the most robust protections ever afforded to a human being in all of human history. And then one day, boom, just like that, it's gone. And now she feels like what I feel like. I think that's really interesting. I mean, there's, there's just so much going on here. We're not going anywhere. Terrorism has no place in polite society. These threats of violence have no place on these college campuses. And you know what? I agree. I actually agree with a lot of what she's saying here. But where were these calls? Where were these uh, press conferences aiming to denounce violence against people for their political differences, for, for, for immutable characteristics like being white? When it was people like Ben Shapiro or Nick Fuentes or myself or, or uh, other random supporters of President Trump or just other ethnic Europeans, when they were attacked, when they were, you know, smeared, when they had threats of violence uh, levied their way, nobody came to their defense. You know, the Covington Catholic kids, it's a great, it's probably the best example I can pull out of my ass. Uh, you know, these people were threatening to burn down their school with the kids inside of it. Those calls for violence never received this sort of attention. Somebody passing by Bella Engbar saying uh, Hortler was right. International news. But you got senators and congresspeople and even uh, me big named media personalities like Ben Shapiro dogpiling kids, not international news. It was only 
it only blew up the way that it did because people initially thought that a gang of white students were, you know, dogpiling or bullying an elderly Native American man. And of course, that didn't turn out to be true. Uh, so to Bella, uh, again, I, you know, she seems like a sweet girl. But how do you vote? Did you denounce the violence from Black Lives Matter? Did you denounce the violence by Antifa? Did you denounce and call for sanctions against the Democratic Party when they're uh, Congress people, when even senators like Senator Warren engage in horrific bullying against regular American citizens? No, you did not. I'm well, how about that? I'll say this I'm willing to wager she did not. NYU student. She looks very well put together, probably, uh, you know, an internationalist herself. But now, if, if, you know, shit hits the fan, where are you going to go, Bella? There's nowhere to go for people like you. This is the world that you hope to create, more like more than likely. All right, let's move on. All right, so Brian Krasenstein, uh, Harvard's board, has just unanimously voted to keep Claudine uh, Rainbow as president, I think that we should all agree that calls for Gino, you know what, aside against the Jewish people should always violate Harvard's code of conduct. I am not sure why she had to give such an academic answer before Congress. She should have just since uh, she sh- she should have just said absolutely. Do you agree with this decision? Uh, I don't care about the t- uh, about this decision. Uh, so Claudine, Miss Claudine, is just some useless administrator, the president, you know, something like that, at Harvard. I was never a Harvard student. I'm a lot smarter than those people. And I would never be accepted into a place like Harvard uh, because of my background, of course. Uh, So I don't really care. I mean, these are their institutions. This is their house. It's got nothing to do with me. Uh, However, she gave some really horrible responses in regards to their code of conduct policy. So if someone were to call for violence against an entire group of people, if someone were to call for the ending of an, an entire group of people, is that a violation of their code of conduct, of their their I guess their 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 policy, if you will, harassment policy perhaps? Um, and she couldn't really give a straight answer. I mean, this should have been really simple. I mean, again, let's just keep in mind at universities, you're not allowed to so-called misgender somebody. Um, again, I, I mentioned earlier, if I were to walk around with flyers, or maybe someone like Nick Fuentes was walking around with flyers that said it's okay to be white, and you're posting them in public areas where people post information, uh, the FBI is getting involved. But when it comes to calling for the ending of an entire group of people, uh, then all of a sudden, you know, it's, oh, it's, you know, it's more nuanced all of a sudden. It's more nuanced all of a sudden. But by the way, we're going to get into Claudine and uh, a little bit more into her in a minute. Let's get into pop culture stuff, though. We're going to circle back to Claudine, I promise. All right, so Rachel Ziegler backtracks on Snow White hate comments now she loves everything disney well that's very convenient rachel ziegler is backtracking on her comments oh by the way this is reported by cosmic cosmic book news rachel ziegler is backtracking on her comments about how she didn't like disney's original snow white the actress is set to star in the new live action movie that recently saw a big delay with the trailer release said to have also been canceled rachel ziegler appeared on variety's actors on actor series with fellow disney star Haley bailey who played The Little Mermaid, who cares? Both of these movies are going to suck, or at least one of them already sucks. This one will definitely suck as well. While addressing the online hate, uh, Haley Bailey mentioned to Ziegler, being an amazing Latina woman as Snow White, you're opening so many doors for your whole community as well. What was that 
felt what has that felt like is it pressure oh man this interview sucks ass um yeah i'm not gonna bother reading all this shit i'll just say this the reason why rachel ziegler is coming out and you know singing a new tune regarding uh the statements that she's made about a uh, former uh, original disney content it's quite simple it's what i mentioned when talking about the the little the little girl who played miss marvel the, the little you know She's like Muslim or some shit. Well, she, um, I, I mentioned she's not going to be in anything in the future. She's not going to be in anything at all. She's she's probably going to be blacklisted after the Avengers shit because I don't really think she's that talented uh, of an actress. And I think everything that she's in kind of sucks ass. Um, you know, she doesn't have a really impressive uh, impressive pedigree. So she was asked like, hey, what do you feel about the performance of your shitty co- uh, bo- cape shit movie? And she's like, well, that's not my problem. That's uh, Bob Iger's problem. And again, I said, she's not wrong, but you're not allowed. If you want to make it in the industry, you're not allowed to talk shit about the source material. You're not allowed to talk shit about the company that you're working for. Uh, and that's exactly what Rachel's, uh, Rachel Ziegler did. But she actually has a future in Hollywood. She, she's a lot prettier and uh, she's got you know more, more films under her belt. Um, so that's why she's doing this. And it's the right move if she wants to salvage her career. All right, hold on. I got to read some of these comments. Uh, let's see as a, AC writes as a minority. I love it when the whites tell me what to do and what is right and wrong. I don't like when anybody tells me what to do, regardless of what they look like. Uh, everyone remember to have a like, yeah, uh, for, uh, for no reason. Thank you so much. Yeah, guys, please like, and subscribe and all that stuff. AC, you're not white question mark. All right, guys. Uh, I can't be reading some of these comments. Uh, well, it depends on who's asking it for no reason. It's, uh, the cops and I'm white. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. They'll, they'll treat you better if you just say that you're white. All right, so anyways, um, let's move on. Rachel Ziegler uh, backtracking, doing everything she can to salvage her uh, what what little career she has. I mean, dude, like she's had more opportunities than uh, <laughs> than her more. Uh, she she doesn't deserve this career. I just, I'll just leave it at that. All right, so anyways, Claudine, uh, the former Harvard uh, lady. Uh, they ended up doing a spoof of her on SNL. Viva Fry, who is a Jewish content creator. Uh, I'm a huge fan of his. There are no words to describe how supremely unfunny this is. It's an insult to human intelligence. SNL has been dead for a long time, but this is the nail in the coffin. Yeah, dead in a long time. You mean like two decades? I'll just say this. A lot of people are talking about SNL and how anti-Semitic and problematic they are, but no one is talking about how unfunny SNL is. If I, I if I were to play this clip side by side with the Twin Towers falling, the Twin Towers would get more laughs. I mean, that's how unfunny this stuff. And again, I'm not one of the chosen people. I don't wear a tiny hat, and uh, and I didn't find this funny. Look, I'm down for what whatever's funny. I don't care how offensive it is. This is legitimately not funny. So we're gonna watch this clip, and there's a fallout that that came after the the, the release of this episode. Uh, let's see. Google says the best way to set someone like you at ease is to offer you something to suck on. Should I carve up some hot dogs to look? <sighs> Rookie, I'm going to pretend you're talking with somebody else and not me. I'm going to, I'm going to just assume that comment was for another individual. All right. So anyways, we got to, uh, <laughs> We got to watch this clip. All right, let's uh, watch how unfunny this is. Uh, if you guys think it's funny, 
Or uh, how about this? If you don't think it's funny, I want to see gorilla emojis in the chat. Let's go. Thank you, chairwoman. Now, I'm going to start screaming questions at these women like I'm Billy Eichner. <laughs> Anti-Semitism, yay or nay? Okay. Uh, all right. So here's one of the first mistakes that SNL did or SNL made in regards to this skit. Uh, the audience doesn't know who the fuck Billy Eichner is. Let's continue. I'm sorry, what? Yes, Arno is calling for the genocide of Jews against the Code of Conduct for Harvard. Well, it depends on the context. <gasps> what? <laughs> that can't be your answer, you pen lady. Same question, yes or no? Well, we are serious about stopping all forms of hatred, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia. <laughs> the second one, MIT lady, chance to steal. And keep in mind, if you don't say yes, you're going to make me look good, which is really, really hard to do. So I'll ask you straight up. Do you think genocide is bad? Could I submit an answer in writing at a later date? Am I winning this hearing? Somebody pinch me. Yeah, and by the way, that this lady right here on screen is supposed to be, uh, she's impersonating um, Congresswoman Stefanik, just for those who want to know. Ms. Stefanik, your time is up. Oh, thank God. The chair, the chair recognizes gentleman from Michigan. Thank you. I yield my time back to Ms. Stefanik. <laughs> Damn it! I am here today because hate speech has no place on college campuses. Hate speech belongs in Congress, on Elon Musk's Twitter, in private dinners with my donors, and in public... All right, Joe Cal in the comments says, and is it an ironic, don't you think? A little too ironic. Yeah, I really do think. Okay, dude. All right, new rule. You get banned if you are posting Alanis Morissette lyrics. Uh, dude, like my, my boomer mother... So, like, that's something she would listen to. How dare you, Joe Cal? How dare you? All right, anyways, back to this clip. Public speeches by my work husband, Donald Trump. <laughs> so, Dr. Gay, simple question. Is it acceptable for students to use anti-Semitic language? On this subject, I'd like to speak not from the heart, but from the thesaurus. <laughs> that type of hateful speech is personally abhorrent to me. And could you rephrase that in an even more academic way? Sure. That variety of odious oration is vis-a-vis -vis me repugnant. Now, what measures are you taking to protect Jewish students at Harvard? We're taking precautions to protect all students. Jewish students, Muslim students. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. Okay, I'm glad it's over. I'm glad it's over. Anyways... Uh, yeah, uh, painfully unfunny. Like I said, um, you know, I've been through some horrible shit, man. I've been through some stuff. A lot of my friends, they perished after consuming a pharmaceutical product of significant relevance against their will to keep their job. And them passing away is a lot funnier than this entire clip. As a matter of fact, it's more funny than anything that has ever happened on SNL in over 30 years, I think. All right, anyways, moving on. 
Yeah, so Cecilia Strong, who is a cast member on the horrible and painfully unfunny SNL show, she claims that she was uncomfortable at Stefanik, an SNL anti-Semitism sketch, and backed out the last minute source. Yeah, it's probably the right thing to do. Uh, it was just a painfully unfunny... Uh, I guess this is Cecilia Strong. Yeah, this is her. That's what she looks like. Uh, yeah, so let's see. Former Saturday Night Live star Cecilia Strong backed out of playing reps Elise Stefanik on the show this past weekend because she was uncomfortable with the heavy, uh, with the heavily criticized cold open sketch sources confirmed to the Post. Strong, who's 39 years old, appeared as a guest in the dress rehearsal ahead of the show live, then changed her mind last minute about playing Stefanik in the sketch, which mocked last week's congressional hearings on anti-Semitism on college campuses. Uh, newcomer Chloe Trost replaced Strong on air. The opening sketch is always the last one to be written, and Saturday's was slightly rushed according to sources. Of course it was rushed. Of course it was. Indeed, there was a mix-up with the nameplates in front of stars Heidi Gardner. Blah, blah, blah. Let me see. We got like a quote saying like, yeah, I read the script and I thought it was dog shit. So I decided not to do it. And also, I don't want to get blacklisted from the industry. So I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to participate. I see SNL made history with the worst cold open ever because everyone knows there is absolutely no humor in the vile answers from the university presidents regarding their failure to condemn calls for the Gino, you know what, aside of the Jewish people. SNL newcomer Chloe uh, Trost left, stepped in to play Rep Stefanik at the last minute. The sketch attempted to poke fun at the testimony by the presidents of Harvard, UPenn, and MIT regarding anti-Semitism at the nation's top universities, but many viewers have now called for the show to apologize. Uh, how about call for the show to be funny? Like, everyone's talking about, you know, it's like, oh, SNL needs to bend the knee. No, SNL needs to be funny. This is not funny at all. Uh, I guess this is the real Stefanik right here. Oh, damn, she's gaining weight. What the fuck? She used to be, like, kind of cute, but now she's, like, gaining hella weight. She's got to stop. So what happens when you become a congressperson, you make all this money, and then you get fat. Money makes you fat. It's what my uh, one of my favorite skaters, uh, Chad Muska, said. Because he, he, he used to be all, like, thin and shit, and then he got fat because he got so much money. <laughs> How dare you not speak out against the vile role you played in an extremely anti-Semitic sketch last night? You should be ashamed, said somebody. Meanwhile, Rab Rabbi Shmuel Reichman uh, said the skit was the most embarrassing he had ever seen. Oh, bro, <laughs> I've seen worse, but this is pretty bad. Let's see. Fel fellow rabbi and writer David Beshgin added, SNL's Achilles heel is thinking the joke is always on Trump. I'm an SNL fan, but this was such a fail. Uh, dude, you guys have had many fails. Um, you're just not aware of it because you're all on drugs. Oh, Jesus. Whew. Yeah, it just doesn't stop, man. This, this, uh, you know, like here's here's also, here's one of the problems with the sketch. The sketch is trying to make Stefanik look bad because she is a white woman and a Republican. So SNL, because the way that they think is like you know for morons, they're like okay, well Republican woman, Republican white woman, bad. So people she's talking to good, and they made people who cannot answer a really simple question look like they're I guess the, the protagonist in this in this little narrative that they had going on here uh, really interesting how they did that uh, so that's that's what you should be mindful of they're trying to make these university administrators look good uh, when really they look uh, pretty abhorrent in my opinion if, if you can't answer a simple question as to whether or not calling for a very specific type of violence horrific uh, violence against a group of people if you can't answer whether or not that's a violation of their code of conduct policy, you're you're an embarrassment uh, to to like everything. 
All right, we got a comment over here on Rumble uh, jumping in to say hi and good show tonight. Uh, YouTube censored uh, my earlier comment. Go figure. Apparently, the word globalist is a naughty word. Uh, yeah, uh, I, I like to say internationalist. I think that's a good one. Uh, shout out to Sadia Productions. Thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah, and I apologize uh, if anybody gets censored in the comment section. I don't moderate the chat. I don't have any capability to do such a thing. Let's continue. What else do we got here? Oh, what the fuck is this? Oh, Mars rover thing? Yeah, whatever. Fake. Where's my cursor at? Ooh, I lost my cursor. Ooh. Are there? Never mind. I found it. All right. Obama faces backlash for films warning about white people. Yeah, so I, I had no idea, but apparently a little Barry, a Barack Hussein Obama is now in the movie business. Who would have thought? Former President Barack Obama is facing backlash on Monday over a film on which he was a consultant, which warns about white people. After concluding his presidency in 2017, Obama has written a best-selling memoir and signed a deal with Netflix to produce films and television series. Wow, it's pretty lame. Uh, a, a, a boring soulless guy got to uh, help make a movie. Interesting. Uh, the former president has also created Higher Ground, a production company co-led by uh, his husband, a uh, former uh, dude, Michelle Obama, in which projects were set to touch on issues of race and class, democracy and civil rights. Oh, yeah. I just want to know about race and class by rich douchebags. Yeah, it sounds like a great time. The company's first production, American Factory, debuted in 2019 and centered on an abandoned General Motors plant that was reopened in Ohio by a Chinese billionaire. The film took home an Oscar for Best Documentary Feature. More recently, Obama said blah, blah, blah. All right, let's get to the, the racism. Let's continue reading. Uh, let's see, uh, Netflix film called Leave the World Behind, produced by the Obamas, included a scene demonizing white people. White people are the only group you're allowed and celebrated to be racist towards, and it will be put into movies by the most influential people, Libs of TikTok wrote on X. Oh, yeah, it's actually, that sounds about right. X user Matt Wallace called the clip of the scene racist, saying this racist clip from Barack and uh, Big Mike Obama's uh, first fiction film on Netflix called Leave the World Behind is about to go viral. Citizen Free Press, a news aggregation website, also said the scene warns about white people if the world falls apart. Yeah, the world isn't falling apart right now, and white people are not to be worried about. As a matter of fact, if the world falls apart, I am, again, if you look like Ben Shapiro, I'm not going to be worried about you at all. I'll just leave it at that. Barack Obama gave major feedback on the script for Netflix's Leave the World Behind. The film fantasizes, um, fantasizes, a cyber apocalypse and warns about white people if the world falls apart. Uh, the outlet wrote on X. Others have praised Obama for uh, being a producer in the film, as some have also defended the scene. Uh, sports journalist Jamil Hill wrote on X, I'm watching Leave the World Behind, and the Obamas being executive producers of this is exquisite, masterful trolling. There's also some, uh, some much larger discussable points to it, but conspiracy theories are going to pass, uh, pass out watching this. Yeah, they're going to pass out because it probably sucks dick. Uh, kind of like uh, Barry. Yeah, I, I don't know what to say. Again, this is uh, what I like to call fashionable racism. It is fashionable to be ra fashionable to be racist towards a, a certain group of people. Um, if the internationalists deem it okay, uh, I gotta watch the trailer to this thing. Uh, I, again, I didn't. I don't even know this is a. Uh, uh, I guess this is this is it. Uh, I can't play the play the audio. I don't even know if I can play this. Uh, Cause I'll get a, like a copyright strike, so I'll I'll take a look at it later. I'll, I'll you know who does them? Maybe I'll do an independent review. 
All right, anyways, uh, we talked last week about the dinks. So this fat dude and this very tiny woman that I guess he's married to. Um, where's her wedding finger? Where's her re- wedding ring? I think she's wearing it on the wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so she's like, oh, they're both like, oh, yeah, we're dinks. We can go out and, like, get cookies and ice cream and shit at any time because we don't have children. We're dinks. Oh, yeah, here it is. Yeah, just... Yeah, we're going to watch this. We plan on having kids. We're dinks. Of course we're going to go out to eat every night after. Yeah, dude, you definitely go out to eat every fucking night. We're dinks. We don't have to ask our family for financial help or to watch our kid when we want to go out. We're dinks. We're going to go to Costco and buy all the snacks in bulk that we want. Yeah, we know. We're dinks. We have disposable income to spend on whatever we would like and don't have to spend on a kid. We're dinks. I'm going to go to every football game and play 18 holes. Oh, we can play cookball, cookball, hoop. All right, so this so this went viral, and now the Daily Mail reports the Dean couple face furious backlash for boasting about the perks of their child-free lifestyle as they're branded sad losers by critics. Yeah, they are sad losers. All right, look, look, I'll just put it this way. If you're a dink and you're living the best life imaginable, why is it important for you to broadcast your life situation online if it's so amazing um, you're either one trying to convince yourself and two, you're being paid by the internationalists to push out a new psyop, which conditions mostly people of European stock to not have children and live a life where you just consume garbage, goy slop among other things. Uh, this sounds like a miserable fucking life. First off, um, okay. You're a dink and have all this like money and disposable income and you can like go out to eat at like Denny's or IHOP or McDonald's or whatever the fuck it is that you eat. And that sounds like, okay, whatever, man, you do you boo. But, um, again, if you're content with this, why feel the need to go online and tell everybody? Like, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. It's kind of like MGTOW, you know, it's like, okay, if you want to go your own way and you want to forgo romance, forgo love, forgo marriage, that's on you, dude. Great. Why go online and trash women? Why go online and trash people who have kids or want to have children? It just doesn't make a lot of sense. Again, you want to tell me that these dorks are content with life? Dude, if you are going out consuming products every single day after work and consuming products is like, you know, your your thing, I, I just see you as sad. Uh, I'm not convinced by this act. A couple in a dual income, no kids relationship, otherwise known as dinks, God, please do not make dinks happen, uh, are facing furious backlash after boasting about all the things they get done to do, uh, get to do because they don't have kids. Lillian, 21, and her husband, Evan, 21, from Utah, are part of the dink community. First off, there's, there's no fucking community of dinks. That's a, that's a lie. Um, which is filled with romantic pairs who haven't had children. First off, I, I do not see any romance in this relationship at all. Their body language suggests, I mean, look at this guy. He looks like the fucking Pillsbury Doughboy, and he's talking a bit, and there's no romance here. The, the only thing that guy is in love with is co- his Costco membership. And while they may be loving their carefree life, people on the web have slammed them for showing off the benefits of not having kids with many users branding them jerks. Dude, they're not jerks. They're just retarded. Again, they're, they're, these aren't benefits. Yeah, getting to consume Goyslop, getting to consume product is not really a benefit. It's a lie. This is a psyop. People are mad because they're they're pushing a fucking psyop. Look at this fucking dork, dude. This guy looks like a fed. 
And this looks like a fucking like his little fed wife, his fed actress like partner. And they they have to sell this this stupid lifestyle to condition uh Europeans to not breed. That's what I see, guys. I see uh I'm going full Alex Jones here in honor of Alex Jones being reinstated to Twitter. Uh, that's what I see. All right. So, it's enough about these dinks. All right, elderly Jewish couple beaten with belt by man who screamed, give me your earrings, Jew, while on their way to Beverly Hills Synagogue. Uh, yeah, so this is really upsetting. Let's just watch this video. Where's my audio? Oh, no, what the hell? Oh, uh, let's see. Yeah, so an elderly, an elderly Jewish couple, uh, Rafi, 75, and Rebecca, 70, uh, who asked that their last names not be reported were the victims of an alleged anti-Semitic attack on the way to Beverly Hills. Okay, do we got a... All right. Uh, okay, so we do got stitches. Uh, the alleged attacker demanded Rebecca's earrings, shouting, give me your earrings, Jew, before removing his belt to strike Rafi, leaving him with lacerations to the head. All right, so there are visible stitches, so I'm not sensing a fake hate crime here. I'm not sensing any fakery, or else I'd be playing the music. Uh, let's see. We got a police report. Uh, our officers uh, quickly apprehended the suspect, and he is in custody. Okay, so yeah, the police were involved. <laughs> said Beverly Hills uh, Police Chief Mark Stainbrook. The despicable act of hate against a member of our community will not be tolerated. Well, uh, let's just hope they, they keep him in jail long enough to convict him and they don't let him out so he can uh, victimize other innocent people, which is probably what's going to happen. According to NBC, uh, Silagi was convicted. Okay, so that's the individual. Silagi uh, was convicted of second-degree robbery in 2012, stemming from an incident in which he tried to steal a patron's phone at Beverly Hills restaurant for which he received a five-year prison sentence. Ooh, police said... He's being held at the Los Angeles County Jail in lieu of $100,000 bail and is scheduled to appear in court on December 12th. Uh, so that's today. It was not immediately known if Selegi had retained a lawyer. Yeah, so, uh, you know, it's really sad what's going on to the Jewish community. It seems like it's open season on these innocent people who did nothing wrong. And, um, my God, I mean, what, what what's happening in this country? And you know, like, you know what's funny? It's like we're seeing an explosion of this hatred, but there isn't a hyper-focus on the people that are committing these horrific anti-Semitic attacks. Because when these attacks didn't happen when President Trump was the president, they didn't happen. There was a lot of fake hate crimes, a lot of fake hate hoaxes. It was all over the news. And there was never a perpetrator because they were making it up. But now we got police reports we got lacerations we got pictures we got convictions we got arrests no one wants to talk about it anymore what's going on here again so the narrative is still being protected even though there's like this weird political shift happening and i don't really know how to describe it i don't even think i would have enough time to describe it on the show tonight but there's something crazy going on and i mean we all see it the the rise in these kinds of uh, the rise in these attacks is is, is quite visible but the protection of the perpetrators is also happening simultaneously. And I don't know what to make of it, you guys. You, you let me know what you think. Uh, so people think the SNL, uh, or hold on, uh, let's see, Sadie Dispatch, people uh, think SNL is still funny, question mark. I think that's the problem here. Uh, they've been uh, on the into certain groups. I, don't, I can't read that, uh, if you know what I mean. Uh, let's see, speaking of more racism, uh, IBM is getting sued for civil rights violations omg just broke the news yeah that that news broke the other day uh ac writes what the f he's going uh to get a heart attack and she's going to get his belongings and life insurance uh disavow Dis oh, oh no you're talking about the the dink yeah that guy probably is gonna get a heart attack 
Yeah, because he's like very overwhelmingly overweight. Dude, I just can't imagine uh, somebody who looks like that bagging a chick who looks like her. I mean, yeah, he's probably like a tall guy, but I don't know. He he seems like a boring dude. You, you know my rule on love and romance. If you bore these women, they're going to fucking, they're going to stray and they're going to cheat on you. You know, uh, she probably is like, I, I want to get fucked, but I don't want to get crushed by this fat moron that I'm married to. This boring moron that all he wants to do is uh, build Legos and watch Marvel Disney movies and go to football games, you know, scream about cuckball. She's going to want a real man. She's going to want a bad boy eventually. And, uh, you know, if he dies of a heart attack, yeah, she's going to cash in on that money. And all of a sudden, you know, she's going to be living a whole different lifestyle. That dink shit's going to go right out the window. All right. We got we to gotta move on to the next story. All right. Some more crime. We got an illegal alien. Uh... Edna Police Department announces male illegal alien arrested for murder of 16-year-old cheerleader uh, Elizabeth Medina in Texas. Very sad. Uh, this is Biden's America, guys. Biden's America. This is what he looks like wearing a Reebok shirt, uh, of course, or a hoodie. Um, probably Mark Echo shoes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, let's move on. All right. We got to get into Hunter Avalon. We got to get into Hunter Avalon. I've been wanting to talk about this all fucking night. Hunter Avalon has been going viral for the past few days. This is probably one of the craziest situations I've seen involving a content creator. Uh, besides this, like the Boogie 2988 situation, shooting at Mark Hassel, that was also like the big thing. And I got a lot of thoughts about this. Uh, but before I proceed, I just want to say this. I wish zero ill will on anybody involved. I do not wish harm on anybody. Um, I'm going to make some jokes. I'm going to be brutal, I'm going to be ruthless, I'm going to be truthful, but I don't want anybody to think for a moment that I would ever celebrate violence against someone like uh, Hunter Avalon. I don't really know the guy personally, but I do think he's evil and I do think he sucks and I think his worldview runs antithetical towards a peaceful existence for myself. If he were to perish as a result of his own stupidity, because he did kind of bring about this whole situation, if he were to perish, if he were to pass on, would I really care? No. But am I going to celebrate it? No. Am I going to be like, darn, I wish it would have happened? No, 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 none of that. And I forbid anybody to do the same thing. Hunter Avalon taunted a man. His name was Conrad. Rest in peace, Conrad. Rest in peace, King. Conrad was in love with this woman. Uh, I think her name was Holly, who was like recently sleeping with Hunter Avalon. Conrad couldn't handle the embarrassment of being replaced by a goofball like Hunter Avalon. And Hunter Avalon, in my opinion, in my estimation, was taunting Conrad. Conrad was in this relationship with this girl, this woman, for about 11 years. And all of it gone, just like that. He couldn't handle it. He shows up to Hunter's house, his apartment, with a gun. Shooting through the door, he hits Holly. Hunter Avalon, in my opinion from what I could tell, cowers behind his girlfriend. And he's on the phone with the cops. And that's when I start laughing. Because I'm thinking like a million things are going through my mind. Hunter Avalon likes to, talk, uh, likes to talk tough. He likes to sound like he's a tough guy. He likes to do the whole I'm a, I'm a badass routine. But I always, I, I see right through it. I'm not convinced by people like Hunter Avalon. Hunter Avalon is on the phone with the cops and he starts crying and breaking down and all this shit. 
that's who he really is. A pathetic little weasel who, in my opinion, was cowering behind his girlfriend or whatever the hell she is to him. Let's read this really quick. Everybody's roasting this guy. The quartering writes, After using his girlfriend as a human shield and cowering behind her on the phone with the police, even though he's a defund the police NPC, he is now grifting money off the situation, even though the man who attacked is dead. Amazing. So Hunter Avalon now has a uh, GoFundMe uh, page for whatever reason. So Hunter Avalon writes, uh, one, never use anyone as a human shield. This is a pathetic myth that takes away from the bravery Holly showed when she stepped in front of me before I even knew what was happening. We worked well as a team and we both watched the potential points of entry. I don't really believe that. I'm not a defund the police type. I got in drama last year for expressly being against that slogan. I am pro police reform. So being pro police reform is basically being pro defund the police. My address leaked, so I'm asking for help to move. If this is grifting, what the F does that make you, quarter brain cell? Yeah, the quartering is a grifter. I'll, I'll give him that. Yeah, Hunter Cuckalonia. No, we're going to get into it, guys. We're going to get into the cuckage. All right, so here's a little bit from the from the GoFundMe. On a fateful day that turned Hunter Avalon's world upside down, the YouTuber found himself confronted with a harrowing incident that left him and his loved ones traumatized. It's evident that the road to recovery will require a new home away from the haunting memories that now plague their lives. A peaceful day was interrupted by the deafening sounds of chaos and violence within seconds. Hunter's building suddenly became the backdrop for a terrifying confrontation as an ex-boyfriend of his girlfriend appeared with a shotgun, intending on killing Hunter. In the ensuing chaos, Hunter's girlfriend suffered injuries to her legs from glass and a ricochet bullet, leaving her physically and emotionally scarred. The repercussions of this horrifying event ripple far beyond the immediate victims. The aftermath has left the landlord facing a staggering financial burden as repairs and restoration costs skyrocket. Moreover, the emotional toll inflicted upon Hunter, his girlfriend, and everyone involved is immeasurable. And now more than ever, Hunter Avalon needs our unwavering support. The trauma inflicted upon him and his loved ones has left them desperately seeking a fresh start away from the indelible scars left by this event. Relocation will not only provide them with a physical escape from the haunting memories, but also offer the vital space and environment needed to heal and rebuild their lives. As Hunter's dedicated supporters, we have the power to make a difference. By contributing to his GoFundMe campaign, we can help alleviate the financial burden of this traumatic event and empower him to secure a safe home while he deals with the aftermath. Every dollar donator brings him one step closer to finding solace, tranquility, and the opportunity to rebuild. Let us rally together and demonstrate the strength of our community. Together, we can provide Hunter Avalon with the support he needs to embark on a new chapter. Oh, for fuck's sake, man. Get out of here, Hunter, you fucking bitch. Aren't your parents rich? Cool Hand James writes, On a fateful day where I taunted and goaded a guy into coming round to my house to shoot me, where I then hid behind my girlfriend and cried, Give me money. 
Yeah, that's more like it. That sounds more accurate. I bet this would not have happened uh, if her father chose the people she dates. AC, you're probably right. But, dude, it gets worse. Look at this. Look at this fucking fruitcake. Yeah, uh, shout out to Hammerhand. You should have used your weapons to protect yourself instead of a camera phone. Stop being a feminist. This is, this is a, you know, before Hunter Avalon became a pathetic cuck, he was a, a conservative funny man. He'd go and speak on uh, college campuses. And he was all about like mocking social justice warriors and stuff. And oh boy, have the how have the mighty fallen? Am I right? We got more though. All right, so this is Holly. This is Holly, and this is, we're gonna get fucking deep, you guys. We're gonna get real deep. I saw this. I have a lot of thoughts, and this goes. This tells me everything I need to know about Hunter Crylone. All right. Let's dive into this video really quick. Uh, so she's ugly crying. We're not going to make fun of Holly. I don't know. I don't know anything about her. So she's going to be spared my wrath. However, Hunter is. Uh, uh, he's not going to get so lucky. It hurts. <laughs> I'm hurting. <laughs> we almost feeling it. It's worse to be alive because then I have to live knowing what happened. I <laughs> live seeing him like that. <laughs> my soul feels like it was ripped in half. My heart feels like there's a hole in it. Every time I close my eyes, I just... I see him laying there. <laughs> Rest in peace, Conrad. You're a real king. Hey, oh, that was... The last time that I saw him. Because he wasn't all bad. He was good sometimes. He was good to the dogs. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to explain to you right now. For me, for no reason. I'm going to explain it to you. Just hang tight. <laughs> this is Hunter Avalon's girlfriend crying about another man. The man that died. <sighs> trying to avenge his honor. To get a text or a call because I can't believe that he's gone. I can't believe that he's actually gone. I don't like it that people can just go from just existing to not existing. That freaks me out. He was texting me right before it happened. Well, he was shooting at Hunter Cry alone. He didn't want to shoot at her. He didn't mean to hurt her. Oh, you're okay, man. You're okay. Welcome back. Uh, first off, the one criticism I'll give to this girl, why are you filming yourself in one of the most vulnerable moments of your life? Uh, oh, dude, uh, AC, shout out to uh, AC. Thank you so much for the super chat. I sincerely appreciate it. Only crying because she realized he was the bad boy. Dude, that's, you're correct. You're, you're, all, you're almost there. Let's just, I think we got like five seconds left. All right, we had to finish up her weeping. Uh, in her mind, uh, versions or visions of Hunter 
of failing to be a man when it mattered most will eat at her and they're definitely going to break up. Oh yeah. Mark Wes, what's up dude? Shout out to Mark Wes. Thank you for joining us tonight. Um, yeah. Uh, Conrad was like kind of a nerdy dude. He, he may have had like emotional issues, mental issues, but I think he did genuinely love her. And I think his outbursts were, he might not have always been in control. He had some serious issues that he needed to work out, but he did love this woman. And it, we just heard her. We just watched this girl cry. She's still madly in love with Conrad. Conrad will always be the Chad in her life, the bad boy in her life, the guy who took action, the the non-coward. Unfortunately, 11 years, you can only put up with so much. There was probably little that she can do. She tried to move on. Hunter Avalon talked a lot of shit to Conrad. Probably saying his dick ain't shit. Probably calling him a beta. Calling him all kinds of names. Conrad shows up with a shotgun. Unfortunately, he hit the girl. She was bleeding all over the place. She she and, and she had to get immediate medical attention. So she had to leave that apartment and she had to go straight to the hospital because the injuries were no joke. She's fine, but they're no joke. She saw Conrad lit up. Bullets. You know, the whole nine yards. I, I understand the sadness. The hunter becomes... <laughs> fuck, man. You guys... <laughs> oh, just a vow. Oh, I need some water. Jesus Christ. Yeah, hunter's a pussy. You know... Hunter likes to talk about what a baller he is, what a badass he is. Bro, your ex-wife, the mother of your kids, you couldn't keep her under control. You begged her not to talk to Urkel. You begged her not to talk to Tyrone. She's out there planning to get ganged up on in the bedroom by Tyrone, Jamal, Curtis, Urkel, and a camel. They're all like, oh, let me tell you about my ghetto culture. And she's all like into it, you know, because they're all like bad boys from the ghetto. And Hunter Avalon is like, you know, a candy ass bitch. You couldn't even keep her under control, man. Dude, you cried when you found out that she's planning to sleep with all these other men. You want to talk about being a baller, bro. You can't even get your own affairs in order. You can't even get your own household in order. And then now you're with, you're mixed up with this other girl and you're talking shit to her ex-lover of 11 years and you don't think there's going to be blowback for your behavior, bro. Your shitty attitude has already destroyed. I don't know how many relationships, personal romantic relationships, but if I were you, man, I'd learn to shut up. Hunter will no longer be able to get a woman after this. He will forever be known as the weak man. He is the weak man. He is the simp. He is the cuck. I can't play the clip, but we can probably try to listen to the to the thing.
Conrad has shot Holly in the leg. Excuse me? Right. We don't know. All I know is I got a call from my landlord that said he was trying to get into the Guys, building. Guys, give me one second. Someone's the, the at my suspect, door. Sorry. The suspect was trying to get into the building, and then there was something shady about it. We didn't know. And he had a gun under his coat when he came out, and then when we walked up, oh, the, he's he's at the door. He's at the door. Please come in. Please come in. He's, please hurry. Please. Okay. He's pounding really hard at the door. Hey, you're shouting. I think I hear them. I
fuck, man? Fuck do people got to bother me? Guys, I am so sorry for the delay. I am back. <sighs> okay, what do I miss? All right, so... All right. What the F? I think she isn't moaning in pain. She is moaning from seeing a stronger man take action. Uh, watch Frog. Uh, Urkel going fuck Hunter's new bitch. Yeah, probably. Uh, let's see. That was probably the wettest she has ever been in her life. Dudes vlogging, not even attempting first aid. Uh, women are tarted. One sec they went to, uh, they want a strong dude. Then they want a, uh, oh, Fuko. I can't, I can't read that. Here's, here's what I see. Here, okay. So you guys heard the clip. You guys heard the audio. Here's what I saw. Here's what I heard. The way that she cried when she found out that Conrad was murdered, murdered by cop. That tells me everything I need to know about that relationship. Her heart, she doesn't belong to Hunter. Much like Hunter's ex-wife didn't belong to Hunter. Hunter's a weak, weak, pathetic, wimpy guy. Ain't no chick respect him. Uh, Holly is only with them uh, for the clout, probably. Check out this uh, text message, though. Holly writes, please surrender. I am losing a lot of blood. Conrad writes, I never meant for that. No. God damn it. Leave him, please. Holly writes, only if you surrender. Conrad writes, I will. Just live your life for yourself. I should have killed the coward. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. This is how I know for a fact that Conrad was just a regular heartbroken dude. And the wimpy coward, Hunter Cryalone, cuck, had a fucking taunt him for it. You kick a man when he's down, he'll do some crazy stuff, man. I've seen it with my own eyes. I'm going to tell you guys a funny story. Hold up. Let me rephrase that. I'll tell you guys a true story. It's kind of like a Conrad situation that I was in. So a long time ago, I was 18 years old. I barely graduated high school. The movie Public Enemies with Johnny Depp comes out. Now, there was this girl prior to me graduating and stuff. Uh, there, was, there was this girl I met at work. Her and her boyfriend ended up working there. I'm going to call her Sally. I liked Sally. She was blonde, just beautiful. She's this dorky country girl, but like she was super cute. And I was all about her. I loved her. Love at first sight. But she had a boyfriend, so, you know, whatever. And then one day, um, she gets off work like two hours before he does. And I'm like, want to come over to my house? She said yes. Nothing really happened. Nothing like that happened. Uh, but the boyfriend did not like that. He never confronted me or anything about it. And I remember one day, like, I'm, I'm, I'm at Hollister, right? So I'm, like, folding clothes and I'm about to get off work. And he comes to replace me. And he's just, like, standing over me, looking down at me, just not saying anything like a serial killer. I'm like, oh, hey, what's up, uh, John Smith? Here you go. Uh, this is what needs to get done. Peace. I'm out. So I ended up like, getting fired or whatever. I don't know what happens. I, I know my, my supervisor was kind of jealous of Sally because, you know, I don't know, whatever. Well, uh, so the movie Public Enemies comes out in theaters with Johnny Depp. And Sally messages me and she's like, hey, John Smith ended up breaking up with me. He's, he said like, he was like sick of my shit or whatever. And he's like bragging about being with his new girl. Like I'm heartbroken. I'm like, you know what? Let me go get you. We're going to go out tonight, Sally, me and you. 
So we go to the movies, we go see public enemies and John Smith was messaging her, texting her the whole time. He's like, Oh yeah. You know, I'm with this girl, you know, Vicky or whatever, you know, just hanging out. I'm moving on. I'm so cool. And she's like, obviously upset. Right. Cause she just got out of this relationship. She was just heartbroken. I'm like, you know, fuck him. Tell him you're with me. She's like, Oh, I'm just at the movies with the bad boy swag for 20. And then he's like, Oh God, not him. Not him. And he starts chimping out via text message. So I'm having a good time. I'm laughing my ass off. And we enjoy the movie. It was like three hours long or whatever. It was a long fucking movie. Go back to my place, right? And the text messages start getting real dark. Real dark. And he threatens that he's going to hurt himself. And I think that to me, it looked like it was a cry for attention. I told her. It's like, fuck him. Tell him to prove it. He sends pictures of himself, blood all over him, and like this cable around his neck. She starts freaking out. I never seen anything like it. I'm a teenager. But I'm a smart guy. Get a pen and paper, and I write down, keep him talking, write down your address, calling 911. So I'm on the phone with the cops. I'm like, hey, we got this guy. He's going to hurt himself. He's doing this. He's doing that. This is what we saw. This is the address. They're like, all right, we're going to send down a unit right now. We're going to be there in like less than 10 minutes. They were there in like four or five, like just boom, instantly. So she's on the phone with this guy and she's like, what's wrong? Like, why would you do this? Like, what the fuck? You know, you're crazy. And uh, he was going to go in the military. And he's like, oh, you know, like, oh, fuck. Like, there's just no point. I'm like, dude, you were like hours ago. You're bragging about you moving on with this new chick. But now Sally's with me. Now, all of a sudden you want to end yourself. Like, what's up? What's up, bro? I teased him, but I didn't fucking go after him the way that Hunter did. And then I hear a Metro Police Department open up. And he's like, congratulations, you just ruined my life. This is the last words I heard him say. He's like, congratulations, you just ruined my life. That's what the kid said. So he hangs up. You know, Sally's crying. I'm just like, whoa, fuck, man. This is fucking crazy. I'm like tweeting about it on my old Twitter account. I'm like, yo, bro, dude, this dude's like fucking threatening to do this shit. Like, here's these pictures that I got sent. You know, because I'm, I'm a fucking animal. I'm wild. That's what I do. So like 10 minutes later, the cops call us back. Well, they called her. And they're just like, yeah, you know, you guys you know, did, did the right thing. If we were maybe f- at most four minutes late, he would have passed away. Because of all the blood loss. So they saved the guy's life. And he was really, really upset. So I'm talking with Sally's mom. We go back to her place. We pack all her shit. And then we, I drop her off at her mom's. And I think that was the last time I saw Sally. You know, it was just too real. Should have told him to do it. Uh, AC, I, I, don't want to, I don't want that on my conscience, bro. Like, I get it. And here's the thing. I have very little sympathy for John Smith. I have very little sympathy because like, look, Sally confided in me and she's like, look, John Smith victimized me. He laid his hands on me and he, he committed violence against a woman that I wouldn't even, you know, this is not something I've ever done or would ever do. So I ain't got a lot of love for John Smith. I think he's a punk bitch. As a matter of fact, it's kind of like a reverse Conrad type situation because Conrad seems like an honorable person. You know, Conrad wasn't trying to hurt Holly. He wanted to go after the punk, you know? So... You know, John Smith wasn't trying to hurt or go after me. He was trying to hurt, you know, Sally. Real shit, man. So when you got a guy who's heartbroken and you start poking at him, 
man, you know, you might just reap a fucking whirlwind. Like Hunter Avalon could have, they, they could have been it. His legacy would be his debate, debate bro content. And that's it. That's all he has to, you know, show for. In 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 his wake are failed relationships, cuckadry, simpage, death. Hunter Avalon sucks. He's not even smart, you know. And I think that's all I got on him. Uh, let's uh, read a little bit of the comments here. Oh shit! I can't play that again. Yeah, but like again, like he talks so tough. But then you heard him on the phone. He's like, please help. Oh, please help me. <laughs> like, dude, like, you can see the Luxor lights, the Great Wall of China, and Hunter Avalon's vagina from outer space. Like, that's how wimpy this guy sounds. Like, Hunter Avalon is the weakest, betaist, debate me bro. But before we move on to the other topics, we got to talk about another debate me bro. Uh, let's go to the bookmarks really quick. You guys know what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> Where is it? Oh yeah, this is our this is our beloved intro. Oh shit, I got to get rid of that. We got to talk about Destiny. Destiny is apparently getting divorced. Uh, let's see. AC right Geo, but natural selection. No, bad AC. We can't we can't wish harm on people. God is watching. All right, so uh, Mary Morgan, who's a total cutie, after publicly uh, publicly promoting polyamory and open marriage, Destiny is getting divorced. In a few hours, he'll be seen debating about sex work on the Whatever podcast. But we're supposed to take their word for it that it's totally healthy and normal to let your spouse sleep. Um, uh, let's see, sleep with other people. How's that working out? Question mark. Oh, she's being real snooty. Let me see if I can read this. Destiny, I'll have a small convo when I'm back about things. I'm not going to nuke uh, Melina, which is his wife. Her, or she calls she call, He calls her Mel sometimes or anything. But the last two months and two weeks have been a massive mind fuck for me. Watching her become obsessed with a toxic, abusive guy when I visited Sweden last, uh, he gave Mel an ultimatum to divorce me and then threatened to end himself when she didn't do it among 20 other abusive manipulative things he's done and endlessly make excuses for him. So I'm out destiny. Anyway, have fun with, uh, movies for three days. Good luck. See you on the ninth or 10th destiny. Josh. Yeah. Me discovering boundaries was the death knell in this relationship. Destiny sleep. Uh, he resp he's responding to people by the way. Uh, why this proves every point I've ever made girls can leave you for a jobless, jobless manipulative losers if they just play their cards right. Uh, maybe he's more fun. Destiny just strikes me as a boring person. Uh, Destiny, uh, chocobo, coco. Yeah, I wanted a massive therapy session to see if I could express myself better and iron out some boundaries. But it's hard for me to ask for anything if I've been a pushover. Uh, it's hard for me to ask for anything if I've been a pushover for so many years. Yeah. He, yeah. He's, he looks like a pushover. Um, yeah, dude, this is how, you know, you're just like a weak beta dork. You can't, you need a therapist involved to communicate what you want. Pathetic. Let's continue.
Destiny has unfollowed or blocked or, or blocked by Melina on social platforms. Hilarious. Uh, I'm not going to read all that shit. So, yeah. You know, I see striking similarities between Hunter Avalon and Destiny. Both of these goofballs exclaimed how, like, tough and badass they are. How they're, like, super cool. I mean, dude, Destiny is literally on record saying, yeah, you know what, guys? Um, you know, I don't really care if she's going around, you know, sleeping with all these other dudes because uh, at the end of the night, you know, she's going to come home to me because I'm a cool freaking dude, man. I'm so cool and badass. Yeah, dude, imagine like finding it romantic or like in like, like adorable that after the, the wife gets like pumped by like Tyrone and Alejandro and Chad, you know, she's, she's like walking home just like behind her, just a zinc trail. And then she just slithers into the bedroom, stinking like men that she had uh, sex with. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is what I want. I mean, this is literally what is happening. And that and that's supposed to make him a cool guy. And then he was on the, uh, what was it, the No Jumper podcast with that other Supreme cuck, Adam22. And he was talking about like what makes him jealous. And I knew he was lying. The, his body language, his, the, the tone of, in his voice. And he was like, oh, I get jealous when I lose access to like one of the girls that I'm sleeping with, you know, because me and Mel, we both sleep around or whatever. I don't believe that uh, Destiny is like banging all these chicks. I know that's like a meme. That's like, you know, the that's the, the rumor on the street is that he's, you know, getting all this action. Uh, I don't believe that to be the case. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I've seen Melina kiss random men right in front of him very recently, and he tried to break it up. And he just looks like the, the weakest, most pathetic dude ever. Uh, and also, Taylor the Fiend also suggested that as well. He's like, yeah, dude, this guy doesn't get chicks. The only reason why Melina is with him is probably to gain U.S. citizenship. It's the only thing that makes sense to me. And uh, yeah, I mean, dude, same with Hunter. Hunter was like, I'm a badass, I'm a baller. Verbatim, he said he's a baller. Yeah, yeah, 2008 called. They want their lingo back, by the way. So he's a baller, he's, he's a badass, but you couldn't keep your own ex-wife under control. Your ex-wife is planning to get gang-banged by uh, Magic Americans, and you can't control, you can't stop that, and he did try to stop that. But he's a badass. These people are, dude, the debate me bros are the most pathetic group of men in America. Boo, boo, Taylor the Fiend, boom. Well, what did Taylor, the, what did Taylor the Fiend do? I don't know Taylor the Fiend. Or Taylor the Fraud. I just remember watching that clip fairly recently, and it was a good one. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I don't know what he did. I know there's some backstory. No one's told me what happened. So I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it. So yeah. Um, Goddamn. I think that's all we got on the on these simps, on these cucks. Look at this. Pathetic. <laughs> Oh, dude, I've been wanting to... I got to edit this because uh, the guy filming, even though he's a Magic American, he does say the N-word, and I just I can't have that playing on the stream because I don't want to get banned. All right. Uh, let's see. Let's get into 304s. Woo! 304s. All right. Couch surfing single mom fighting for survival through cost of living crisis. You know, you never uh, read about... Um, you know, veterans who got kicked out onto the streets, uh, you know, uh, just random men, single fathers struggling to, you know, 
take care of things. So, but if you're a single mom, then you know, just you're infinitely, infinitely more valuable to the the Lugan press, uh, to society, to the regime for whatever reason. I don't know. They they just they they worship these women, uh, probably because it's like a massive voting block for them. Anyway, so trying to make ends meet is no small feat. For many across the country right now, and Amy Triscari is among them, desperately trying to provide for her young daughter, eight, while the odds stack against her. I'm terrified for the future. I'm really anxious about it. I cry a lot. The single mom from Perth admitted to Yahoo News Australia. At the moment, it feels like a massive fight for survival, and everyone's feeling it. Yeah, welcome to the real world, sweetheart. The 38-year-old is struggling to find a rental in the competitive market, afford childcare, and keep a stable job while contending with the rising cost of living and said it's been utterly exhausting. Well, how do you vote? How do you vote? She is unsure how she will get through or get out of the, the tough spot she currently finds herself in. Yo, I got one question for you. Where's the father? Where's the man? Where's the kid's dad? Well, at least the kid looks like her, so that's that's a good thing. Yeah, so yeah, um it's a yeah, inflation high. Society crumbling. Most impacted single mothers. <laughs> Groceries have tripled since she last lived in Perth. Tripled. Ouch. The cost of living has also uh compounded Triscari's situation and she said the cost of living uh or said the cost of her conservative grocery shop has tripled compared to last year with her weekly pe- uh, petrol costs averaging $80 per week. The cost of childcare has also uh, increased, meaning the first three to four hours of work she does just covers that expense. Oof. It's going to be a yikes for me. When you operate from a place of feeling stressed and strung out, you can't see solutions. I'm so deflated. Well, this could have been avoided by marrying the man that you had the child with and being faithful to him. Um, you know, I, the, you always read about people like this in these situations, but you never hear about how they got there. So when I talk about my personal life here on the channel, I'm not I'm not out here to fucking front you guys. I'm not out here, you know, to 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 pump myself up, to to put on this like, you know, fake persona or whatever. Like I grew up pretty rough. And I used to be very poor and I made very little money. I made barely minimum wage and, you know, like, oh, why are you poor? It's like, well, I don't make money. You know, I had, I had to have two jobs and it was pretty rough, but uh, there's no news story about that. You know, like, like I, you know, like I had a, my dad stepped out and, you know, just bad things happen, but single moms, uh, they, they get all this praise for whatever reason. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, we're almost done. Yeah, we're going to finish way before two hours. Yeah, I want to keep the show light tonight. Uh, let's see. 38-year-old woman decides she wants a baby. Claims she's been betrayed by feminism. Yeah, we've also been betrayed. I myself have been betrayed by feminism. Uh, I've never been a, an enemy to women. I don't trash women. Uh, I think I'm a, a relatively decent person. But, uh, you know, I, I get looked at as a bad guy because of the way I vote, because I don't bend the knee and worship the ground women walk on, much like I get called a racist because I don't want to worship magic Americans. And uh, you know what? The shipbirds eventually come home to roost. Uh, we got a video accompanying this. This is uh, originally posted by Fox or published by Fox News. Let's watch this. Hold on. Where's the audio? It's only a minute long. 
myself a feminist at all. But that it well, did, we gotta reset that. I don't consider myself a feminist at all. But that it did get me thinking, and I did write an article that I think will come out soon about about the downfall of living a selfish, me-focused life. You know, and it does. I mean, for me, it's definitely started to feel hollow and meaningless. And you know, it's taken me to this point in my life to realize. That that's not a life that's going to bring you happiness. I mean, and maybe it does for some people. I honestly have a hard time believing that. Uh, if I thought I would spend the rest of my life alone, if I didn't think that I would get married and have children, I would be devastated. So I don't know. It's, it is such a me focused culture right now. I was constantly fed this idea that women can do everything. We don't really need men. Women can women can have the great career and and have the kids that they like and change the tires and do this. I mean, I grew up thinking and men are great, but like I can do all the same things. Like I really I really feel, I do feel in many ways betrayed by that line of thinking. You're 38 years old, sweetheart. You spent nearly your entire life competing with men, being at odds with men, thinking the men were your opponents in life, thinking they were adversarial towards you. Most men, even dudes who would like not even want to like engage in a romantic relationship with her would sacrifice gravely for this woman. And uh, we scroll down a little bit, you know, like it looks like she's all about to like break down and cry a little bit. Like she's about to ugly cry. I'm not making fun of her. Uh, she's kind of pretty. She's got that long hair. I dig it. Blonde uh, is my type. But um, yeah, I mean, she, she wants a baby now. She's 38 years old and now she wants a baby. And you know, she had no problem with men when she was young, but she, she bought into the, the boss babe, the boss queen culture, and she feels betrayed by it. Look, uh, again, I, I, I just, I tell people when, when talking about the, these, these womanist type issues, these, these womanist types, I'm not in competition with women. I have no animosity towards women. Um, I have no issues dating at all. Um, I guess that helps. Uh, I've, I've been rejected once. It was in high school and it was actually somebody I did go out on a date with. But when I asked her to be my, my, my girlfriend formally, she said no and kind of fucking hurt, but I moved on like, you know, two days later, I think like a week after I was kind of salty, but I moved on. But I just, you know, women started embracing feminism and you know, there was just all this rabbit hostility and, and again, basically feminism teaches these women that they're, that they're equal to men and that they are to compete against men. And it's like, yeah, they can change the tire. They can have the, the six figure career. They can have the kid on their own and do it by themselves. And that's just not the reality. Like most women are not able to change a tire. Tires are fucking heavy. Replacing a tire on the side of the road is, is incredibly scary. It's loud. You're inches away from another car running you over. Generally, a woman would want, would want a man around to do that. And she's 38 years old. She seems relatively intelligent, or at least she looks it. And now she wants a kid, man. 
And, and a lot of people have been misled, you know, by feminism, by, by the internationalists, by the globalists, you know, teaching them to reject the men in your society, to spit on them, to laugh at them, say their dicks are small, replace them with third world immigrants. Well, they're not immigrants. So these third world uh, illegal aliens. And, and of course, you know, the women want, you know, the, the six feet, six, you know, inches, uh, six figures. Well, they're not going to get that with all the guys being pumped over the border. I mean, if you looked at the videos of the dudes coming up, they're all, you know, really small and they're kind of fat. You know, they, they want to say that they're starving and shit, but they're all kind of fat. So they're not going to fuck those dudes. But, uh, you know, the women, the modern women in society, they betrayed guys like myself. They betrayed, you know, the, the people who built this country and we're disregarding them. And a lot of them are now in their 30s, in their mid to late 30s. I mean, they're way older than me. And people are just walking away from them saying, fuck you. Because none of this is worth it. I don't know. Let's see if there's a, if they go in depth a little bit more. When uh, Persling was 22, she married a traditional man and moved to a rural community in Cor de Leon, Idaho, where she grew up. He wanted a simple life with children and home-cooked meals. She said, however, Persling, despite coming from a religious Christian background, made it clear to her husband-to-be that she did not want children. At that time, I felt very strongly I did not want children, that I wasn't going to be like the traditional housewife. I knew I, I, knew I did want to pursue a career. Why? She told Fox News Digital in an interview, and I felt very strongly that that would never change, and I guess I was wrong. Personally said both her and her ex thought that uh, love would con- uh, could conquer everything. Well, it can, but after 10 years, it was clear their differences in life goals were irreconcilable. Personally said she became resentful when he would ask for dinner or for his laundry to be done. I did little to hide my disdain for our small town life. He was a good and hardworking man, but I don't think I made him feel that way, she said. At 30, Persing and her ex divorced. She swore off the idea of marriage. So she's 38 years old. She is fucking crying. Persing breaks down, crying, describing terror of realizing she wanted to get married at 38 years old. You had it all. Persing had it all. I told my friends and family I'd never get married again. I needed independence, a fulfilling career, and a space to chart my own course. And I didn't think marriage fit into that vision. I was content to look uh, toward a future without a husband, children, or the trappings of a traditional life, she wrote. As she grew older, however, the fun, carefree lifestyle being winded and dined, going to parties, began to get old. The pursuit of comfort and self became dull, she said. When she turned 38, terror began to take over. I was panic-stricken. I really thought I'm going to be alone forever. It really scared me. I almost wrote the article as sort of a warning to other women. I don't want people to miss out on the important things in life because they're just enjoying themselves because I don't think that that's ever going to really make you happy. Yes! Look at her fucking ugly crying. You did this to yourself. She could have had it all. And what does she do? I want to go party. I want to get fucked every night. And now she wants a kid. Now she wants that small town life. She wrote in the article how she felt urgency to find a stable relationship and was rethinking about wanting marriage and children. I hardly recognized myself, she wrote in the article. I also began to feel selfish for spending so much time focusing solely on myself. You, you are selfish. 
forget the feelings. You are a selfish woman. My ex- my very existence started to feel shallow and hollow. It, it, it is shallow and hollow. You're nothing. You're a genetic dead end. You could have had a family. You could have had a peaceful life. You could have raised your kids to do the most amazing things imaginable. But you wanted to get fucked every night. You wanted to drink mimosas with your stupid and dull friends. And now you're on TikTok crying. In retrospect, personally believe she had some self-discovery and work for herself to do. And it took time to sort through previous trauma. Oh, the trauma. Oh, the trauma of being in a loving, fulfilling relationship with a good, hardworking man. Oh, oh, the trauma. Her parents divorced. Eh, my parents fucking split up too. Get over it, you dumb shit. Um, what she described as coming from a broken home. Dude, you don't know what a broken home is like. Domestic abuse, drug use, abandonment. That was my broken home story. A, a random divorce. Sweetheart, get the fuck over it. Took time to heal and sort through um, <laughs> to find out what she really wanted. So let me get this straight. You, you had trauma in your life, so you abandoned the hardworking man, a good man who loved you unconditionally. You abandoned him so you can go, so you can learn, so you can grow. Well, did you get taller, sweetheart? I grew up in a fairly traditional family, but my parents were divorced. And I would say that uh, that probably had some effect on my feelings about having a family coming from a broken home. Certainly had this hardship, she told Fox Digital News. This guy is the one that God's been preparing for me, she said. I've had these relationships since where there were so many butterflies and so many like, oh my gosh, checking my phone, did he text? And I realized that's not love, that's anxiety. I never knew where I stood with those people. I can never envision a future with those people. Yeah, fancy that. You can't envision getting married and having families with a guy you met at a bar who fucked you the back of his car? Priceless. Person said she is looking forward to a modest, meaningful, and happy future. I doubt it. Moving into my future, I'm not going to be traveling. I'm not going to have a lot of extra money. I'm not going to be going out for fancy dinners, and I'm okay with that. Oh, now she's okay with it. The 38-year-old is now okay with it. I'm ready for that, I think. That's what's really going to make me happy. Like, I'm so done just making myself happy. All right, you guys get the point. You guys get the fucking point. Um, yeah, and like, dude, she's, she's kind of cute. Even when she's crying, she's kind of cute. Dude, she could have had it all. She could add it all. You know, there was um, another stupid TikTok that was sent to me about these guys who were like basically crying and whining about how nobody cares how their day is going. Nobody cares what's happening with them. You know, they don't care if they're if, like people are checking in on them and making sure that they're all right. And, uh, you know, they have a point, right? Like generally like guys, we got a pretty rough, you know, we, we go through some stuff most people don't know or don't care about the the plight of a lot of men. And the unfortunate reality is a lot of men just don't have a lot of, you know, we don't have a good support network. We don't have support groups. Uh, a lot of us are on our own. And she didn't have that problem. She had everything. She had a community. She had a husband. He would have done anything for her. He worked hard for her. And she abandoned all of it. And now she wants to cry crocodile tears. 
All right, we got to read some of these comments. Once again, natural selection. Yeah. Uh, she is just upset that once she was ready for the beta orbiter, he moved on to another and got married. Yeah, probably. I mean, if he's a hardworking man, if he's a good, honest man, he'll find a girl easily. Eggless women realizing that the wall is just around the corner. Many such cases. I disavowed your standards on looks. Definitely not cute. What? I don't know. All right, guys, if, if you don't think she's cute, uh, let's see gorilla emojis in the chat. Oh no, dude. She's not bad. You guys are being mean. This is exactly Oh, what the fuck? Who's this bitch? Oh, let me refresh this. Dude, I don't think she's bad. I you see, I think you're just being mean. <laughs> look, I just look, I'm just it could be worse, bro. It could be worse. Look, dude, she's no Lizzo. Okay. It doesn't look like Keffels. Uh, even though Keffels is obviously not a real, you know, <clears throat> but uh, you know what I'm saying? You know, just not like a, like a Brianna Wu who thanks to uh Friedrich Marx, I guess that person is a trans individual. I had no idea. <laughs> I'm not uh, saying that she's bad. I'm just saying that she's not cute. What? I don't know, dude. She's not bad. She's not bad. I would probably say, uh, I don't know. Maybe like a seven, 7.5. I don't know. This is a, I just don't think it's that bad. I think you guys are overreacting. All right, well, we got to move on. What else do we got here? All right, so um, I know the election was just like last month, but this is so fucking funny. So this woman right here uh, belongs to the streets. She, I thought she won. She ran for the Senate. She's a Democrat, obviously, hence the whole pornographer thing. She's like a female Jack Murphy uh, without the cucking. And uh, yeah, she's speaking out. Her online sex life was exposed. She lost her election. Now she's speaking out. Susanna Gibson's campaign was rocked when an opponent exposed her private digital life to the public. She won't be the last. First off, this is fake news. That that shit that she, her, her uh, videos, that wasn't private, dude. That was on Chatterbait. It's a very public forum. Oh, man, I'm not going to read all this shit. Yeah, but she's speaking out. Uh, hold on, we got an interview here. Let's let's read some of this. Maybe this will be funny. Uh, on September 7th, when there was uh, the first contact with a reporter, did you immediately know, oh, this is what they're talking about? How could they possibly know about this? Or was it just sort of a lot? Can I ask uh, you how your family and your friends responded to the post story? So how did they respond to you uh, getting railed in the butthole? Uh, we spent a few days fighting with them, two days or so, day and a half. Yeah, so they're fighting. Dude, even the family rejects the streetwalker. Sorry, fighting with them, meaning the post. Fighting with the post, I hired an amazing attorney who worked around the clock and wrote them several letters essentially saying, to be clear, Ms. Gibson never acknowledged or consented to videos being recorded. This is illegal pornography because it is illegal to record someone in a state of undress without consent. And that is false. Uh, let's see. You said invasion of your privacy. How much do you feel like people in general should be free to live really separate lives online. So this is interesting. I think this is going to continue to happen as millennials age into running for office. There was a 2014 study conducted, blah, blah, blah. Um, you referred to, okay, so you guys get the gist. All right, you know what's so funny? Because she's a Democrat. All these people, they want to be able to get fucked in the ass on Chatterbait, on uh, P-Hub, on all these other disgusting, degenerate websites. They want to be able to have their cake and they want to be able to eat it too. But you know what happens? 
If I were to say no, no words, if I were to have uh, very incorrect opinions about uh, uh, certain topics of significant relevance, all of a sudden, oh, I need to be held accountable for my actions. I need to be held accountable for the words that came out, came out of my mouth. I need to be held accountable for the content that I've made. But she's making content. She's making pornography, getting plowed in the bum bum. And all of a sudden, she's a fucking victim. She's get, she gets lawyers. This is the, the mentality of the modern woman. This is the, the mentality of a streetwalker who's trying to put on uh, her, the big boy pants and go out into the world and run, you know, in, in a man's world and, and get, in, get involved in politics. Now, all of a sudden, she, she wants to be handled with kids' gloves. Now, all of a sudden, she wants to be excused from being held accountable for her actions. That's really the gist of what I wanted to talk about. And... Yeah, look at this. Uh, let's see. There's no pictures of the the uh, the the events. Are you still considering legal action? Yes, of course she is. She's a woman. She can't she can't just be like, yeah, I, I messed up. I I shouldn't have been a streetwalker. She she's got kids, by the way. Her kids' friends have seen her stinky hole. Uh, what do you draw from the fact that the race was so close in the end uh, that voters didn't care? The Republican Party in Virginia never would have uh, sent those mailers if they didn't know I was going to win or certainly could win. And she could have won. That's a sad thing. She could have won. I stopped working at the clinic the last two months of the campaign. After the story came out, I was always going to uh, take some time off. I took more time off than originally intended, and I knocked on an average 100 doors a day for two months. You're an amateur, and you call yourself a, a campaigner. You call yourself a Democrat. I would do like thousands of doors a day back when I started with the Democratic Party. Uh, you have conversations with voters and you can kind of tell uh, who knew and who didn't know and who knew and who didn't care. Very few people actually seem to care. Very few. I can count them on uh, less than two hands. Uh, yeah, it's called being nice. Most people in America, despite, you know, things going on, because uh, she's like, you know, like a, like a thin, white, blonde woman. So they're not going to be mean to her face. But uh, yeah, this matters to most people. I mean, it doesn't really matter to me. I mean, if she were to come to my house and campaign, it's like, yeah, I would talk to her. And she'd probably walk away thinking I didn't really give a shit. But uh, yeah, like, look, if, if I'm like single and I'm dating and I find out that you made content like that, yeah, that matters. Um, do I want someone like this representing me? No, not really. Uh, no, just people who make pornography are degenerate scumbags. And I think they're evil. And uh, I, my opinions about them are illegal. So, uh, no, I'm glad that she lost. Um, and, 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 dude, the, the sad thing is, is like, if, if this, if she wasn't making the choreography, she could have easily won. Republicans in Virginia, where the race took place, they abandoned uh, Orange Man. They abandoned populism that is attracting uh, younger people, that is attracting uh, the Hispanic or Latino vote, that's, a, that, that's attracting independents like myself. Um, but they abandoned us in Virginia. She would have won. She was on track to win this. And then the pornography dropped and then she lost. So if people didn't care, then why would you have, then why would you lose as, as, as badly as you did? I don't know. It is time to take away uh, women's rights uh, for no reason. I disavow. Rookie, uh, bow to the queen of slime, the queen of filth, the queen of pestilence. I'm not going to read the rest of that. God damn it, rookie. How dare you? All right. We're almost done, you guys. Two hours. I'm reaching for the two-hour mark. Uh, what do we got here? 
Oh, I got to refresh this. seeing each other for about two years. We agreed on both being monogamous. She begged me for the relationship and exclusivity. She moved in with me about six months ago and she is not on the lease. Yesterday I came home from work and sat down on our couch. I noticed that she was getting ready to go somewhere, so I asked her what she was up to. She said she was going on a date. I was like cool she planned a date night. She finishes getting ready and starts to leave. I stand up and start to go with her. She turns around and gives me a look of, what the f do you think you're doing? I asked her if she wanted me to change. She said no. I asked why she was giving me a look. She said that she was going on a date. I asked yeah where are we going? She said we aren't going anywhere. I, major emphasis, am going on a date. I said okay, well if, you, leave don't be surprised if, your, things are on the lawn when, you, come back. Her attitude was yeah right whatever and left, as I promised I started putting her things outside. My neighbor who was an awesome older man came over worried thinking we were being robbed. I told him what happened and he started to help me. He said if I need him just call. She came back around midnight banging on the door. I have one of those electronic locks and changed the code plus the video doorbell. She was angry and upset. I told her through the doorbell if she could please keep it down I was trying to sleep. She said she didn't think I was serious. She didn't have a place to go. Why was I doing this to her? My favorite line was it's not cheating if we didn't do anything. I asked her what if I did the same what would she have done? She said she would have flipped out but it is different with her. I told her that none of that was my problem. She should ask the guy she went on a date with for a place to stay. She put herself in this situation and I warned her exactly what was going to happen. She left after my neighbor's lights came on and he asked her to keep it down. This morning I woke up to messages and calls all telling me off. She lied to everyone. I sent them the doorbell video clips and they did a 180 and are now telling her off. What is wrong with people nowadays? My girlfriend decided- Yeah! Oh man, dude, first off, as soon as she's like, I'm going on a date, uh, you that's when you dump her. You don't like, give her this ultimatum, like, if you walk out that door, Missy, we're breaking up. You don't do that. She's already cheated on you, mentally. She's already been scheming behind your back. That woman can't be trusted. You got to just dump her right there and then. You should have just been like, oh, okay. Have fun. Shrug your shoulders. And as soon as she leaves out the door, she walks out the door. She gets in her car. She fucks off. She drives away. Then you start getting all her shit. Then you start, you know, putting it in boxes, throwing it outside, doing what you got to do. And then be done with her. That is what you should have done. Um, that's how I would have handled it. I mean... Given the, the state of modern men, uh, this response was okay. It was okay. All right, what else have we got here? A uh, woman accused of trying to burn down MLK home. You know what that means, you guys. We got hoax hate. Yeah. Woman accused of trying to burn down MLK home denied bond. Guys, you have no idea... We were on the brink of a race war. We were on the brink of George Floyd-styled riots. MLK's home was about to be burned down. Hold on, let me read some of these comments before we continue. Uh, oh, no, I already read those. All right, let's continue the story. So, yeah, uh, Martin Luther King, th that Martin Luther King, MLK, the civil rights leader, the 26-year-old woman charged with arson after Atlanta police say she attempted to burn down the historic birth home of Martin Luther King Jr. will remain in jail. Fulton County Magistrate Judge Holly Hughes opted on Saturday to deny bond for Lanisha Chantrese Anderson, citing her unstable place of residence and the nature of the crime. 
She gave an address in a different state, so I find that there is a likelihood that she may not return to court, Hughes said. I'm extremely concerned about the randomness of this event. There does not seem to be any reason or tie to that particular location. She looks like an activist. Henderson, 26, is accused of trying to set fire to the birthplace of Dr. Martin <gasps> Martin Luther King Jr. Look at her on Auburn Avenue, any in the city's sweet Auburn historic district. Video shows Henderson dousing the plant's porch and front door of the home with what authorities have said was gasoline. Two retired uh, New York City police officers and two Utah tourists are being credited with helping to stop the intentional burning of what Atlanta police chief Darren Sherbaum described as a jewel of the city. They managed to detain the woman until police arrived after seeing her try to ignite a lighter. Fuck. Like I said, dude, we we were on the brink of a race war. Here, let me see if we can uh, watch it. The birthplace of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. doused in gasoline. An arson attempt. Tonight, one person is behind bars. What we know about them and the home damaged tonight. That is where we begin on News Edge at 11. Good evening, and thank you so much for joining us tonight. I'm Tom Haynes. Atlanta police say that a woman is in custody after trying to burn Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s birth home to the ground. A good Samaritan stopped the woman just before the disaster struck. Fox News' Rob Durienzo live for us at the scene tonight. Rob, what more do we know? Tom, such a bizarre situation playing out here earlier this evening. The good news is, though, this could have ended so much worse. But thanks to those quick-thinking actions from those good Samaritans, everything is okay here. You can see things yeah, have drink some water from even within the last hour. Earlier today, APD, along with federal agents and national park uh, agents, were out here earlier. Right now, there are just so many questions. That yeah, there's a video, me. guys. I, we have some incredible video of this incident, though. Jesus Christ. Look at this. Witnesses say that is the suspect in the act holding that red canister the 26 year old woman has been arrested accused of attempting to vandalize martin luther king jr's birth home here in atlanta this home here along auburn avenue has been undergoing renovations so has been closed to the public for the last couple weeks witnesses told police the woman came up to the home carrying a gas can before 6 p.m they say that she then proceeded to douse the plants and porch with what they say smelled like gasoline the bystanders who included two off-duty nypd officers jumped into oh, yeah. action and pinned her down Dude, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like, if I see a Magic American with cans of, cans of gasoline about to set fire to Martin Luther King's home, I'm not detaining that person. And it's not because I have anything against Martin Luther King, but you saw the, 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 the police officer, off-duty cop from another state. He basically detained her. Dude, that looks bad, bro. Like... What if some another Magic American's walking by and he's like, "Yo, man, he's he's holding down that Bonquisha," then you know, people are gonna think of like a white supremacist or something. You know, like, I, fuck it, man, they're gonna burn down this house. Like, whatever, dude, it's got nothing to do with me. But the people that were involved that prevented this from happening, in my opinion, probably prevented a race war. All right, I think we got some more hate crimes, uh, fake hate crimes to go over. All right, so this is a, a ASU law professor deletes a viral tweet detailing fake racial attack against Muslims. I might have gone. Uh, oh no, uh, this is new. Yeah, so why does ASU College of Law have a Hamas propagandist who fakes victimhood and lies about the war in the Middle East, uh, teaching Islamophobia uh, and about race and the law at ASU? Has a wannabe Justice Smollett on staff ginning up racial tension so embarrassing uh, the lies won't stop. It's it's up to folks to challenge them. 
And of course, I got community noted. This image is from Syria in 2017. Yikes. Yeah. Look at this. Dude, all their posts are being community noted. Yeah, this easily could have been like in the the, pol the politics section. What else do we got? All right, we're going to wrap it up, guys. We're going to end off the show with some cringe. Um, so, yeah, right here we have at Barnes Noble books that are banned. If we zoom in on this, what do we got? We got a gender rainbow lawn boy. This book is uh, rainbowish. Um, yeah, these books aren't banned if they're for sale, like, and they're being openly advertised by mega corporations. Uh, Razor Fist writes, having your own end cap at Barnes & Noble must be a weird new kind of band. Agreed. Uh, something is wrong with America. One of the Crescentine bros exclaims, 20% of young adults think that the Holocaust is a myth. How the hell does this happen? We need to figure out what to do about this ignorance immediately. What can we do? What is causing the skewing of reality, changing of history into ignorance? And then he writes... <laughs> I would say the majority of it is parenting and the rest of it is a lack of curriculum on the subjects. You know, I grew up, hold up. That's a, that's a hate crime trap. They want you to deface it and go to jail. I know. Right. This is what I'll say about the people rejecting the, the Holocaust narrative. Uh, if somebody wants to reject what happened during World War II, that's fine. They're, they're allowed to. I mean, what I like to teach in uh, on this channel is skepticism of everything that you've been taught. And I feel like a lot of people are going in the direction of having just zero trust in these institutions that are teaching in, uh, teaching these things. Zero trust in the line press, or as I like to call it, the Lugan press. Zero trust in our elected officials that communicate policy, communicate, you know, uh, the laws, etc. And I grew up my whole life, you know, being told one narrative at every level of analysis, uh, pertaining to world war two, pertaining to the Holocaust. And, and, and it was, and it was always the same, uh, Nazis bad. Nazis, literally the worst Hortler, literally worse than the devil. They did all these awful things and it was reinforced on television, in the movies, in video games, in books, in every aspect of pop culture, everybody was fed. And of course we learn about it in the public education system about the Holocaust and all this shit. Um, but now we're living in a, in an age in 2023 where people are rejecting, um, previously, no, no, let me, let me take, people are rejecting these, these narratives that have been, you know, ingrained in the psyche of the majority of Americans and people like myself and even some that are older, they're rejecting narratives that were force fed to us. And this is one of them uh, for better or for worse. People are rejecting this narrative. People are seeing the, the reality of world war two and what a big mistake it was. You know, I mean, this, this is what I say. I'm just like, look, we, we imprisoned a bunch of innocent American citizens they were Japanese, but they were still American citizens. They 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 brutalized them. Uh, we also sacrificed millions of the best men and women that America's ever produced, 
into a useless war we had no business, you know, going into. And then, of course, we dropped bombs on Japan. We bombed Dresden. You know, we, we wiped out millions of other innocent people who were Europeans. And uh, it was horrific. And it, all of it was, a, it was a, a senseless waste of life, a waste of resources. And, you know, and, and, and of course, the narrative that people are now rejecting, that narrative is used to, to justify the horrific violence that, you know, persisted throughout Europe throughout the entire war that they, they use that, 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 that event to justify the millions of Americans that died in that war. They use that event to justify their brutality against the Japanese. And I disagree with it. I think it's horrific. And even now we're, we're seeing a, a, uh, you know, TV shows like the plot against America where the protagonists are literally war agitators and then they're crying about being called war agitators, which is literally what they're doing throughout the whole show. And they end up uh, taking out the president of the United States with spies and, you know, taking down the plane or whatever because they didn't get the war. The president wasn't Roosevelt. It was uh, Charles Lindbergh. And Charles Lindbergh ended up sparing the lives of millions of Americans by um, not agitating for the war, by not declaring war against uh, the Axis powers. Really interesting shit. And now we're at a point where World War Three is around the corner and people are looking back and they are looking with a skeptical, you know, point of view. And um, they're looking at what's happening right now in the Middle East and they're asking themselves, is it worth losing my legs over what's happening over there? Is it worth losing my life? Is it worth abandoning my family to fight another man's war? And the answer is no. At least my answer would be no. None of this is worth it. I'm not going to fight and die for Israel, for Palestine, for Ukraine, or any of that shit. I don't care. Have you ever uh, read the Sun newspaper? Yes, I've read it for no reason. For the sake of preserving the existence of this channel, I will not be referencing that news article. But it is very interesting. And um, I've come to question... I mean, this is how I... I look at life now. This is how I approach life. And this is how, and I believe this is the best way to, to approach life moving forward. And even just when I'm looking back, it is very important to be skeptical of things that were taught to you by an authoritative figure, like a public educator. It's very possible. The things that we've been fed is a lie. Like the moon landing WMDs in Iraq. 2020 election, 2022 election, Russia spy collusion hoax. It's all bullshit. All of it is bullshit. There's no other way to look at it. Only fight for family, friends, self-preservation, and posterity. Amen to that, man. I wish I had a drink. Drink to that. All right. We got one more story, one more a bit of cringe. Uh, let's see. What's this soy boy saying? It's only 30 seconds. Forget about the entertainment world. Isn't it, isn't it just time? Isn't it just time for women to run the planet? I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not just trying to placate you, I swear. But 
I don't know what else to do because we, men, uh, we've been running the show since what, 10,000 BC, something like that. And we're not doing so good. So please, can you guys just take over? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gavin McGinnis writes, we tried that. It was called paganism and it led to a lot of babies and virgins being sacrificed. You know, I thought really hard about that, about this comment. And why was that? Think about this. Virgins and babies, they're pure. They're, they're, God loves these things the most because they're pure and innocent. And resentful, jealous, bitter, fat women can't stand the sight of an innocent baby or a virgin. And they destroyed those things because of their beauty, their inherent and objectively obvious beauty, their utility. Yeah, paganism is a is like a resentful thing. The the, the sacrifice, I mean, just just like there, there's a lot of uh, you know, bullshit symbology and all this bullshit narrative stuff surrounding it. And I, I think that's a the waste of time to think about. But think just don't the best way to look at it is like this. You have fat, resentful people wanting to destroy things that are good and pure. And um yeah, I mean, look, look around us, man. The, the, the these crazy women that we've talked about, these crazy people that we've been talking about, do you want them calling the shots? You know, do we really want them ruling over us? The answer is no. And uh it's times like this where it's more important now than ever to get our affairs in order and uh, prepare for the future because it is going to be dark as hell. Also, what the fuck is a uh, grok? What is grok? I don't know what this is. I don't know what the hell this is. Anyway, I'll, I'll look at it later. Let's see. Did he seriously? Uh, um, oh my god. Oh yeah. Thanks. Oh, Chaz and uh, Quan James. Thanks for sharing this. <laughs> um. Yeah, guys, so uh, we're a little under two hours. I apologize for the duct tape earlier. Everybody on Rumble, thank you for joining us. Everybody on Facebook, thank you for joining us. And, of course, Kick, Trovo, YouTube, Twitter, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Everybody, thank you guys so much for joining me. I am very tired. I didn't get that much sleep. I, I come home after work, after working, you know, 12, 13 hours a day, and I just pass out, and then I wake up, like, at 2, 3 in the morning, and then I, like, tossing and turning, and then I have to get up at, uh, you know, Earlier, uh, Chaz went. Uh, well, Chaz was uh, liking it on Twitter. He was, you know, hitting me up or messaging me on Twitter or uh, interacting with me on Twitter. That's more like it. Uh, yeah, man, I love Chaz, dude. He's a good dude, man. He's a he's a solid guy. He really is. Um, I think all those warband dudes are they're they're all right. They're all right. So uh, yeah, everybody came and joined. Thank you so much, AC. Thank you so much for the super chat. Everybody who's been supporting the show, liking, commenting, sharing. Uh, I do sincerely appreciate it. And I wish I could do more content. I've just been really really busy. I'm hoping this weekend. I mean, because I have the next few days off. Um, I'm hoping to beast through it, and then by next week, I'm going to be fully operational. I'll be able to start making content once again, not just doing the live streams every Tuesday night, and uh, hopefully do more streams besides just Tuesday. It'll be a surprise. It'll be fun. Um, so yeah, I am tired. I'm going to go rest and uh, everybody uh, have a great week. Um, be, be kind, be gentle. And, uh, you know, it's the holidays. If you got family, you're going to be spending time with your family. You know, just be thankful. You're not a dink or that woman who realized she wants a family at 38. Um, you know, again, 
we're be- some of us are better off than most. And uh, let's not take that for granted. So everybody, peace out. God bless. And I am going to stop the streams now.